0: The Blast From Our Past Network. Card
1: ride.
0: Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. So run
1: at me now! He's a regifter. gifter well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright of Seinfeld Podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld. Because we love this stuff and you love this stuff. And it's Seinfeld, man. It's so fucking good. I'm a fast talker, if you didn't know that. I'm not a low talker. That's good. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And today we are talking the implants, the big bulbous implants. (laughs) Really? Whoa! Uh, Are they? Uh, But yeah, anyway, it's season four, episode 18. It first aired on February 25th, 1993. Corey, could you please give us the synopsis? Yes, sir. The implants. Jerry enlists Elaine to find out if
0: his girlfriend's breasts are real. George loses another girlfriend after getting caught double dipping. Now oh. that <laughs> that's funny that that write up makes it sound almost like George got caught like cheating on his girlfriend yeah, or something. He did
1: exactly like yeah he was <laughs> he was with another girl. Maybe that's the case. Maybe not. We'll find <laughs> out as we break down the episode. And per usual, we start with a stand up. This one on health clubs. Sure. Probably the reason I don't belong to a health club. <laughs> Jerry, I don't belong to a health club.
0: (laughs) I have a strict limit on the number of naked men I I need to see in one day. Dot, 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 zero. (laughs) <laughs> I love that and he delivers it great. Like he doesn't. Not a nice that there's pause. anything wrong with that. Not that that's there's a- anything wrong with that. Of course. <laughs> He's like, uh, what is it with the high level of security at these clubs? You know what I mean? The picture ID, the security guard, people signing in and out. What is this, the Kremlin? I mean, the people uh, that have a membership but only go twice a year. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Who's breaking in? <laughs> is 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 there a big problem with people stealing exercise? And what if you catch that person? What they in they run it's aerobic it makes it even worse
1: I actually like that one I thought that was a good one I mean I hated it oh, I, I, no. didn't, I didn't hate it but I'm just saying I came from the gym right now and I'm on such a high I already told you this I already bragged about this <laughs> I had a new squat PR right now well it's not a PR because I squatted more in college but I haven't squatted this much since college And so I just had, I had 405 on, four plates on each side. I just felt like a beast. And I'm sure there's people who squat a lot more than that, you know, who are listening. And, you know, they think I'm a little peon. But for me, it felt really good. So, well, so, you you know, I use my gym membership.
0: I know. I I get it. You uh, you know what I was doing before we recorded? I was playing Call of Duty (laughs) 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 on the couch (laughs) like a fat ass.
1: Well, no one gives a shit about my strength antics in the gym. What they really care about is Seinfeld. That's so right. So let's let's get going into the episode. At a health club, uh, Jerry talks to this character Sidra, who is played by Terry Hatcher. Jeez, uh, I mean, what a what a yeah.
0: win for for them on this one, man. I don't even think she was like a, a big name at no. the time.
1: No, no, this was before Desperate Housewives. This was I think before uh, Lois and Clark. Yeah, um, or Did- maybe yeah. I feel like so. it's it
0: was kind of close. I, I guarantee you she got Lois and Clark pretty much, like, after that. Had to be.
1: Were you, a, were you a big Lois and Clark fan? I wouldn't say big, but I was a... I watched it intermittently, you know, every now and then. I, I, I like DC Comics, and I like Superman. um, And I, I enjoy Lois and Clark, but it wasn't one that I, like, really went in-depth to. Now, at the same time, uh, our friend... Uh, Tess over at OCD had an Instagram and a, and a other post about like, you know, who's your favorite Lois Lane. And for me, Terry Hatcher is by far my favorite Lois Lane. I know, I think you were you were a Margot Kidder man. I,
0: yeah, I mean, I do like Margot Kidder as Lois Lane, but I'm not going to lie to you. I do love me some Terry Hatcher. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you. I kind of watched Lois and Clark kind of, you know, it was such mm-hmm. a huge part of the cultural zeitgeist. I mean, it was a cultural phenomenon at the time. So I did watch it. And by the way, it came out in 97. So she still had a good it's five before, years yeah, before yeah, this getting big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but uh, it, it, I, I love Margo Kidder fitting. though.
1: How fit it's it's Seinfeld how fitting that he's dating Lois Lane I, I right know. here.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. And, and by the way, real quick, uh, yeah. No, I'll get to it when we get there. Nah, we'll go back. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So apparently yes, he's got a date with Sidra later. Uh Elaine's there at the club and she calls out that it's fake. Well, they're fake. That uh that that she thinks Sidra's chest is fake, which Jerry immediately becomes uninterested after hearing that. Yeah. So my question to you is, does that bother you?
0: I, I know, and I, I literally is going to ask you the same question because my, my, my note here is, why does it matter if her boobs are fake? You know, yeah. and and I feel like this entire episode, they try to push it forward. Why Jerry, why Jerry cares? But for me, I, I mean, I wouldn't care. I guess. I, I mean. It's not something that would make me break up with a person, but it's also like not something I guess I would say, "Ooh, I need to date somebody with fake boobs." You know, like it just yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't deter me at all. I don't get that. What about what about you? Is that a turnoff to you?
1: It's not a turnoff at all. See, that, well it's it's depends. I like well-proportioned chest mm-hmm. on women. And so, I'm not a big fan of like the extra massive bulbous yes. chest on women yeah. that looks cartoonish now if some women like it good for them it's just not what i'm into i like ones that look you know like in a a proper range what i feel like a natural range yeah. and if it's if they are fake but they still look within that range or look you know quality and looks look quality mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean but if they look like like a natural you know yeah. in that whatever um then i'm all for it and so it that doesn't bother one bit and, and i will say you know just looking at her body who cares? They looked. Her body looked great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. Yeah. Exactly. And the weird thing is, I feel like they should have uh, hired an actress that maybe was just you know weirdly big, or or or. Yeah. Give her like f- like a fake bra, like make it you know sort of accentuate. Because my biggest problem with this whole episode is. I don't. I don't even consider Terry Hatcher that big of a chested woman. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to make them sort of stand out in that way. And I realize we're being critical, but it's only because this whole storyline is mm-hmm. based on what she looks like, you know. And yeah. and I just I never thought that they looked fake to
1: me. To to
0: be truthful, uh,
1: a whole absolutely, I agree. Um, I mean, they they look well proportioned yeah. for her body. Look proper, like look natural. It's not like uh, I'm just going to throw out a name. You know Kat Dennings. Yeah, Kat Dennings has a very large chest for her body. I believe they're all natural, but yeah. even if they're not, no big deal. But they look larger to her frame. If it was someone more in that style, it would make more sense. But with with her, with Terry Hatcher, it it looks okay. They just look like regular, like a regular body, yeah, like a well fit yeah. body, yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It is it is uh, strange and. and this is really where we're kind of getting early on into that Jerry neurosis on women. Yes. He we know how picky he gets with women down the line and this, you know, we I think feel like we've seen hints of it early on. This this is one of those episodes. This is a Jerry neurotic on his women episode and this is like maybe I don't know if it's the first one of those, but it feels like this is the first episode-centric on that.
0: Right, because at some point it almost becomes like a caricature that they all break up with people over like one specific thing of their personality or one specific, you know, like visual thing that they have on there on them. And it's sort of like that becomes the thing later. And I see what you're saying. I think that that groundwork starts getting developed in this episode with Jerry. Just yeah, being like, so yeah, why would you why would you not go out with her because Elaine says says her breasts are, are fake? I just I don't get it. I don't get it. May I will say that maybe also it has to do with something at the time. Uh this was nineteen 19- you know they f- were filming it in 92 so you know maybe the the technology, the silicon technology, well there's no maybe we know that it was different back then than it is now and and, and mm-hmm. the surgeries are getting better and better. Uh, and I say that because one of my friends in LA is a plastic surgeon. Um, uh-huh. so, so the, yeah, the, the techniques are getting better over time and becoming more and more uh, like real looking. Um, but I just I don't get why you would just say, oh, uh, nope, not gonna date her now. like that's just crazy to me, especially yeah. with someone as beautiful as Terry Hatcher. Yeah. But yep. that all being said, one thing I absolutely loved the most was Terry Hatcher's Leotard. That 1992 <laughs> Leotard looked like it belonged in like 1988. Yes. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean the early 90s uh was still had a lot of rollover yeah. from the 80s and that yeah. had that look.
0: Yeah, we we all talk about that on on various podcasts and our nostalgic network. But yeah, it's like it's the early 80s like 81 through 83 look like 70s and then mm-hmm. like 90s through like 93 still like look like the 80s. Yeah.
1: Yeah absolutely all right so jerry kind of calls to elaine saying her telling her to you know maybe you should go spy on her in the sauna because he wants to figure out you know are they real or not uh we head over to george who's got trouble with his girl um and he kind of talks about you know he's just talking with jerry he says he can't go left. It's one of his issues. He can't go left. He can't, you know, Jerry kind of says, Oh, I can't go right. Right. Oh, no, whatever it was. Well, yeah, he's, or, he's, I think was, it's backward, whatever it was. Yeah. He was
0: explaining it. Yeah. It, it was, he was explaining it to Elaine. Cause uh, Elaine was asking how, how George was doing. He's like, Oh ninth date. And he's like, George can't go left. I'm, I'm a lefty. I can't go right. And I yeah. will tell you that is a hundred percent like me. Like I can't go. Oh, really? I can't go right because I'm right handed. I can't go right on the couch. I got to go left. To, See, to to hook up with my wife. Let's let's be yeah, clear. <laughs> I...
1: Consider me ambidextrous yeah. because I don't care where I'm sitting. <laughs> You're I'm gonna make. I will make. Man, <laughs> I'm gonna make the move, and whatever hand can get there, it's gonna try and get there, and, and it's gonna, you know, it, I don't care if I'm feeling with my left or my right. It feels good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And,
0: and real quick, uh, I do want to call out the one thing I do love that uh, Jerry was saying to Elaine. Uh, she's like, she's like, why, you know, like why do you care that that her boobs are fake or breasts are fake? She's like, I thought you were a leg man. He's like, I'm not a leg man. He's like, I I have legs i don't need legs i have legs (laughs) you know i like that i always thought that was funny
1: yeah i'm much more of an ass man just throwing that out there i'm like kramer yep i'm the ass man i'm i'm 100 (laughs) with you buddy (laughs) (laughs) so uh another line i do i do like calling out um you know they're talking about that about women uh you know going left going right and they ask elaine oh you know Do women go left or right? And they're like, no, we just play defense, which I think is. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, dude, that was that was fan fucking tastic writing right there. (laughs) Yep.
1: Uh, We kind of see George still having trouble uh, because, you know, he's trying to sit on one side and she's deaf on one ear. Betsy, the girl he's dating. Did you recognize (laughs) who he's dating?
0: (laughs) My God.
1: Yes, dude. I never, never realized it was her.
0: I did not realize it was her either until just this uh, showing. We should say who it is. It's uh, Megan Mullally. Is that how you pronounce Mul- her last Mulally. name? Mullally. Mullally. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Will and Grace. She's also married to Nick Offerman. She's been in uh, mm-hmm. uh, Parks and Rec a ton. Um, yeah. She's she, honestly. She, she, I I, lo- I liked her with the the long hair like that. But it was funny because yeah. they kind of dress her up a little a little plain to me plain jane oh, yeah. but she's yeah so beautiful that like yeah. she punches through the plainness of what they really try to put her in yeah. you know the outfit
1: yeah uh, it's just because she's not doing her will her uh, will and grace voice right or even like that voice for Parkers, right it was really hard to pick out who she was and so i never got it until i was looking on like the credits and it was like are you shitting me? <laughs> I mean that's that's two really big names and I would say right now Mal- Megan Mullally is you know definitely bigger than Terry Hatcher yeah. um, when it comes to names out there. She I mean she is a big pretty solid ass name yes. when it comes to uh to like a sidekick com- uh female comedian. Yes
0: uh, and yeah especially now I think she had much longer uh you know career. Well, I mean Terry Hatcher's still working but yeah, yeah. much oh, yeah. she she's been in our in the in the cultural zeitgeist for a while now. Mhm. Twice. That's twice. I've used this that on one episode. Uh, You will not hear a third one. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: Um, Betsy gets like a random emergency call. George kind of, you know, wants to make his move. And so he's like, yeah, it's not an emergency, but (laughs) it's an emergency call. And it's like, oh, my God. Uh, But I got the only thing I really want to call. The only thing I really want to call out about it is so she's dealing with the phone call. George in the background is hilarious. He's like (laughs) making these hand motions that the crowd is responding to. But I'm like, that is that is hilarious. It really is. I mean, like I'm laughing as well.
0: I I was with you, buddy. My only note right here is uh, I love George's pantomiming in the background. Yeah.
1: And it it was good. And and it'll come
0: back around with the whole like there is is an emergency. It's not going to be an emergency. There's only like three emergencies in in the whole world right now. It's funny. He did jinx himself on that one.
1: I got to pour a little bit more whiskey. Just sorry. Sorry, people. (laughs) I ran out of my drink. Uh, Tonight, tonight I am. Yeah. Tonight, I'm drinking uh, Weller Special Reserve. It's a eh, overpriced whiskey, but it's not bad. Uh, All right. So then we cut to Elaine in the uh, sauna and we get some good inner monologue. We haven't had inner monologue in a while. I don't think I think this might be the first inner monologue we've had this season.
0: Well, I th- is it the first at least with Elaine, right? Possibly, yeah. yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. And and we we have to, we have talked about it. How it's been sort of, you know, used well, not well, you know. And it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a hard thing to do. Honestly, it was here. I would say it was used so well. Yeah, be, I didn't even think about it because, like you saying it right now, I was like, oh yeah, that was an inner monologue by Elaine. I didn't even pick up on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this was the absolute right way to use it.
0: Yes, and and my problem always has been with inner monologue is if you go the uh, David Lynch dune route and you have the actor, like, <laughs> whisper it, you know, uh, even though, like, it, you know, it's still the... But here, she's, like, saying it, like, in her f- normal voice. That's mm-hmm. what I like. It's when, like, I didn't understand why David Lynch with the, like, everything's the Ben H.S. He's, like, whispering it. I'm like, no, that's not... How, I don't whisper in my head, you know? Like, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me.
1: You call out David Lynch Dune, but not many people have seen that Dune. I uh,
0: well, uh, that Dune that's, versus that's what the, the Sci-Fi Channel uh, miniseries? yeah the the mini series ah, yeah. good good exactly. reference buddy. I'm glad you uh, that one was actually really good. I I know the Sci-Fi it was,
1: Channel uh, one. that I have seen I've seen them both. Yeah, because uh, the first one's the one with the, I call it the Sting Dune. Yeah. is what I yeah. call because it was the one that had Sting in it. But like that one was a flop. Yeah. not a lot of people saw it. I know. But the the, the mini-series was like real right on with the books. Like and and, and because they stretch it out into yep. multiple episodes, it was. Is very solid
0: i actually own the both miniseries because they actually did a follow-up children of dune as well i own them both uh on dvd they are fan fucking tastic nice. highly recommend it to anyone out there and i completely agree the the david lynch dune movie is not great but it's yeah. it's interesting you know are you ex- smoke are- some weed and watch it yeah, yeah <laughs> it's there you go. are you excited
1: about them doing a new dune yeah because that guy uh Vill-
0: villanova um i i <laughs> loved uh Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I love yeah. the Arrival. I love all his shit, man. I can't wait.
1: Okay, all right. Well, back. Let's get back to the sauna. And the only other thing I wanted to kind of mention. So Elaine's scoping out Sidra right here, and just great use when he goes, "Whoa, doctor!" <laughs> yeah. just, just kind of. She's not. She doesn't have to say in her head, "Oh yeah, that's definitely fake." She just says, "Whoa, doctor," and we all get it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Good. We do. I love it, and I love her her facial expression and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd probably have a similar facial expression if I saw Terry Hatcher <laughs> topless. i yeah. Sorry, just just. Well, well, we have
0: it. in uh, Heaven's Prisoners. Oh, okay. That Al- that Alec you... Baldwin movie. The only fucking reason I saw it in the theater was to see Terry Hatcher nude. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not worth it, guys. The movie's terrible.
1: You're like you're like one of those people who just you can name an actress and you're like I can tell you what movie they've been <laughs> in nude, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, go listen to podcasting <laughs> after dark. <Okay. laughs>
1: Uh, all right. At the apartment, uh, Jerry hears, you know, about the fake boobs from Elaine and he wants to end it. You know, I like his little line here. Again, we've talked about how it's stupid, but I do like his line where he says, it's like hearing Mickey Mantle corked his bat. You know, it's like, it's like someone is, is cheating. Uh, basically, which, you know, uh, maybe there's a different mentality from 93 till 27 years later to 2020 where it's not a big deal, but, um, but yeah. Uh, I also inter- I also liked his line about women's nostrils too. <laughs> no no man's
0: ever tried to look up a woman's nostril before. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. But yeah, it is hypocritical where yeah. even Elaine calls him out, you know, he's had people with nose jobs, but
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And why does that matter? And he's because the whole point is that there's so much focus and attention is already on the breasts. You don't want them to be to be fake. Um did you I I it's I feel, I feel like it's been there the entire season, but this is the first episode that I noticed the Superman magnet on the fridge, I think. I don't think I called that out before. Um, Maybe we have. But
1: thi- I don't know if we have, but you know what? I absolutely noticed it on this episode, but I didn't write it down because I was like, oh, I'm sure that's been around before.
0: I, I, that's how I felt, too. I was like, I'm sure that's been around before, but I have to imagine that that. I mean, that would be something we'd have to retrack. But like, yeah. you—they dress the entire set at the beginning of the season. They don't dress it like you know every time that they you know record an episode. It's been dressed the entire season, and then it sits there. So I can mm-hmm. only imagine that the the it's this his apartment has been the same the entire season. Maybe it just didn't have a good shot of it, and this is the first time we're seeing it. Maybe, yep. yeah.
1: Or it's the first time we saw Superman Magnet on. Uh, the fridge, and that's awesome, yep, yep, true, could yep, be that truth, all right, and then Kramer comes into a roaring crowd, yes,
0: that was a good, that was a
1: good cheer for Kramer, yeah. Yeah, uh, he mentions he saw Salman Rushdie at the <laughs> health club, <laughs> which is like okay. Salman Rushdie's a writer. Yeah, he was That's a novelist.
0: Really. He wrote uh, the Satanic Verses. Um, he wrote something else. I honestly don't know why he would be on the run. I don't. I don't know much more of the backstory other than he was a novelist.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I did read that uh, later, jo- uh, Jerry ran into Salman Rushdie at a, like a cocktail party or something. <laughs> and he asked him about, you know, oh, did you see the episode? What did you think about it? Nervous, making, you know, maybe thinking that he might hate it. And the guy said, and, and Salman Rushdie said he thought it was a funny episode. So <laughs> nice. that's nice. Nice. That's good. Cool. So, yeah. you, you mean he, he agreed that Saul Bass was him? <laughs> <laughs> Saul, exactly. Saul uh, we cut to George, Jerry, and Elaine in the sauna. Or sorry, George, Jerry, and uh, Kramer uh, in the sauna, the club. I love his Kramer's line here. It's like a sauna in here. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know what? Yeah. That, that is funny. (laughs) Um, I
0: love the fact that, that Jerry's like, ha ha ha. But I mean, honestly, I legit laughed at that.
1: Exactly. Uh, George says, you know, he will go to the funeral with with Betsy because, you know, he wants to be the boyfriend and this is immediate boyfriend status. You know, if you go to the funeral with somebody, um, George is worried about the flight because he's George and he uh, is a penny pincher. Uh, Kramer lets him know about the the death in the family rate that, you know, Oh, they, they give you a cheaper rate. If uh, you know, you have someone who died, and that's where you're traveling.
0: And my question to you is why would George entertain any of Kramer's ideas now after we've already seen how horribly flying with Kramer or like Ooh. trying to scam a, a you're ticket? Right. Th- this season, dude, this season we saw that. I feel like that this is like a. Uh, it- I don't feel yeah. like George would have agreed to that when literally just like ten episodes ago we saw him get stuck on a flight with a serial killer. You know,
1: almost, almost the exact same type of joke. Yeah, just play it again.
0: Yeah, that, I huh. thought that was kind. Of, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, th- I think it's funny here. I think that episode was funny there. I just am like, well, you kind of re- reusing a joke though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, did, I didn't even think about that, but you are dead on. All right, so we cut back to Elaine in the sauna. Sidger comes back. This is obviously another day. Um, Elaine, you know, just kind of becoming friendly with her. Mm-hmm. And she, one, she walks over to try to introduce herself. Oh, I'm Elaine. She trips and falls onto her chest. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, why the hell? If you're laying in a sauna, you don't walk over to shake hands. You just say, hi. wave. Yeah, I, Hi, I'm Elaine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and you know, it was funny when, when she was, like, sort of probing earlier or listening to, to what's uh, Terry Hatcher's conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> she's something about uh, talking about Jerry. And she's like, he w- he's so neat and tidy, he would have made a great Nazi.
1: I <laughs> know. That was a funny line, <laughs> like, especially funny. knowing he's Jewish. It's I just know. like <laughs> Yeah. I they've yeah. already done like
0: multiple like Jewish Nazi jokes in this, like how George would have been like, like, yeah, goose stopping. Yeah. Come on. Join on. And yeah. then, you know, Jerry's like, no. Yes. But yeah. And apparently the kind of the only real behind the scenes thing on this episode is that uh, uh she uh, Lane said that uh, uh, Terry Hatcher was a good sport about having her fall. And, and I probably even though the camera oh. angle that they used, I'm sure that in the, the shot, in the master shot, she actually had to fall
1: on oh. her breast. And she was like, ah, she was a good sport about that. Okay, nice. Uh, So now Elaine, you know, because she touched them, she thinks they're real. And she tells Jerry this, and she also tells tells Jerry they're spectacular. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, why are you telling me this?
0: You're killing me. Uh, Mm. I do love how Jerry's eating cereal, though. That's an oh, I didn't uh, no, that is
1: very Jerry, <laughs> very Jerry. <laughs> yep.
0: But uh, and it's, uh, but he's like he doesn't believe her. Really. He's like he's like what what breast touching experience do you have? And she's like I've touched mine, and I love how Jerry goes. So have I.
1: I do think that's a funny argument because it's between someone who has breasts and has had breasts all their life, <laughs> right? And <laughs> so they understand one aspect of the, about them, but at the same time, other people have touched. Much more, or many more breasts right. than they have, and so they feel that you know, like I, I, I know more breasts than my my I, wife does.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. That's the funny thing. It Jerry is. has the more experience, but Elaine yeah. has the the
1: the real world, like on yeah. her experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I would never. Go to my wife and say I under I understand no. breasts more than you. No, no, got uh, no. be back. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, all right, at the airport, Kramer wants to get in on the scam and he wants to use his card or, or freaking flyer miles and get miles and and he kind of works in with George on this. Um, but apparently, to get the refund, they need to see a death certificate. Yeah which is just kind of funny okay here's a kink in their plan yeah
0: of course and, um, I, and I love how kramer's all like uh, sobbing and everything and then when J- yeah. george finally goes to pull the trigger he's like uh, kramer's like oh here you go here's my uh my freaking fire miles and you know completely composed you know because it was all mm-hmm. fake but I, I, I it's a good scene it was fun everything is yeah. was fun about it
1: yeah uh elaine and jerry kind of just continue the discussion on sidra's chest in comes kramer um And they have a little discussion, you know, where she doesn't think it was Salman Rushdie. This, you know, just continuing, uh, you know, all of these different little plot points. Mm -hmm. At the club, Kramer and Jerry see Salman talking to Sidra just kind of randomly. Uh, And then in the sauna, Kramer kind of, you know, falls him in there. You know, he's trying to find out if it's him. He pulls out that line again. You know, it's like a sauna in here. Mm -hmm. I laughed again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did, too. I did, too. And the funny thing is, I don't know if it was Sal Bass laughing or if it was the actor uh, Tony uh, Amendola. 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 Sorry. Tony Amendola. I didn't know if it was him laughing or if it was Sal Bass laughing. But whatever it was, I liked that he laughed, too.
1: Yeah. That's good. So, yeah. But uh, he calls out his name is Sal Bass which is perfect. And Not Salman.
0: Do you, do you recognize that actor? I mean, he's been in a shit ton of stuff.
1: I didn't. Off I, the top of my head. I'm
0: just, yeah, it's just, I mean, he's been in a lot, a lot of stuff, but one that a lot of people might know him as, uh, is he was Geppetto on that once upon a time show.
1: Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. I, I never really saw that one. I, so I, ne- so, I watched the
0: first like three or four seasons and then I, I tapped out of it. It was okay. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was that was that the show? Yeah, it, it came out. All right. If anybody, this is just totally random. I'm just going on another tangent here, probably because I've had some whiskey. <laughs> um, but that that show came out when around the same time I was reading the Fables comics. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it, and it just seemed like a complete ripoff of the Fables comics. And so I was like, fuck you show. Fables is a, an amazing comic, and so I read that series.
0: Yeah, I would not be surprised if the person who created Once Upon a Time, I and I almost feel like this might be the truth, I believe it was a Fables TV show pitched that didn't get mm. played out, and then they retooled it um, I, I because I think Disney picked it up, and they were like, we already have the rights to these characters anyways. You don't, you know what I mean? So why pay mm-hmm. uh, Vertigo, or, or I think it was right, isn't DC Vertigo? Yeah, it is Vertigo. yeah. It's Vertigo. It's Vertigo, why, yeah, pay, is DC. why pay DC for for the Fables franchise when we can just retool this? But someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm 90 percent sure that Once Upon a Time was a retooled Fables pitch.
1: Okay, that would make sense. Yeah, um, but that comic, I, I I know you're you're not on OCD anymore, but if there's one series that I want to do on that, it's Fables. Yeah. I adore fables. I dude, I played uh the Telltale game, the the red the
0: the wolf yeah, one wolf or whatever. Among Us. Yeah, so that yeah, was the, kind of like my introduction to that world. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I've heard nothing but good things uh from people you, from you, from from yeah. everybody. It's it's up there uh to read uh w- is the same as the Invisibles. Like both of those mm-hmm. for me, both of those books are like I'm just like but yeah. the problem is there's so many issues that I'm like, it, it's kind of a barrier to jump into it. But yeah, Fables is way up there. Very high on my priority list. All right. All right. Uh, enough tangents. Let's get back back to the show. <laughs> there's never enough tangents, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I've had a real shit two weeks, so I need this.
1: I need okay. this conversation <laughs> right now. Right. Let's talk about a funeral. How about <laughs> that to make you feel better? Oh, <laughs> all right. At the funeral, uh betsy introduces george as her boyfriend um we see george just being george he's shoveling food into his mouth (laughs) things like that uh i do like he's you know he's asking the priest you know who should i talk to to uh get a a death certificate here and i always
0: i like that priest i've always liked the way he delivers his lines especially the line he's like talking about the snacks or something he's like I'm about to get myself a snack. You know, I just, I, <laughs> yeah. love, I don't know why. I just love that
1: actor who played the priest. <laughs> uh, at the apartment, Kramer conv- is convinced that Sal Bass is Salman Rushdie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also kind of find out that Sidra's coming over soon. Like, okay, all right, just a little bit there. We got to get some, you know, these scenes kind of cutting quickly yeah. back and back and forth. So that's why I'm bouncing as well. Um, at then back at the funeral here, George does a just a classic Seinfeld moment. Where he double dips a chip, and then this douchey fucking guy, this cousin or whatever the heck he was, cousin Timmy, buddy. We've already called
0: out that uh, he looks very similar to uh, what was it, Susan's brother? Like kind of like that mm-hmm. douchey thing. But get this, dude. His uh, his name is Kieran uh, Mul- Mulroney, and he's like a fucking big time hmm. writer. He
1: wrote. uh I, and, yeah, I know Kieran Mulroney. Yeah, and I, and I wouldn't.
0: Name. I don't know if I want to say this is the big time thing, but he wrote that new Power Rangers movie. Like he. He, he's a current like yeah. writer guy
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I mean I definitely that you say that name, I don't know why that uh that went over my head, not yeah. even think Look at his IMDb.
0: It. He's got a lot of writing credits and a lot of shit he, that you know. Yeah.
1: He wrote uh he wrote the uh, second Sherlock Holmes yep. movie. Yep, he did. He has done quite a bit. I mean actually, he doesn't have all that many writing credits. It's like that one and then this uh Ryan Reynolds movie called Paperman. Yep, that was, But. A- those are th- pre- three pretty big things. Like, I definitely recognize the name, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. Good for him. <laughs> he, he grew out of his douchiness. But <laughs> yeah. right here, he's a complete asshole where he is just forcing, uh, you know, the this this double dip, and he's really pissed off. Now, granted... He's not wrong. I, I was I'm gonna a-
0: say, like, well, I mean, is he really douchey? I mean, George is kind of the douchebag here. And hold on, let's yeah. just let's just also assume the 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 lady's funeral is probably his mom so because it's mm-hmm. it's it's me, uh George's girlfriend's aunt and that's cousin Timmy so he's mm. you know i got to give him a little leeway because he's his you know he's he's probably lost his mom there or at least his aunt at the very
1: least and George mm-hmm. is a, is a disgusting pig for double dipping true now i i mean i'm an, i'm obviously the rules on double dipping is to, the proper etiquette is when you're in a group with other people you do not double dip if you have your own salsa or whatever and it's just yours yeah. double dip all you want double dip no all you deal. want or or if you're with your wife like if it's like yeah. a little like group of
0: intimacy but like dude yeah. I, I mean yeah. well well Post-COVID I wouldn't do it, but even if it was like you me Myra, and Keisha, I wouldn't care if any of us double
1: dipped, you know what I mean? Not a big like deal. that's okay. Exactly. But- and and now I do what I think pisses off. It, it might piss off some people. When I'm in a Mexican restaurant, I get queso and I do I go from a scoop of queso and then I also go straight into the salsa. And so sometimes there's some mix of the salsa yeah. and the queso, which might piss people off. That doesn't but, that doesn't bother okay. me. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, right. It, exactly. When you're with your very intimate people, but George is not. No. George is an outsider. Yeah. Yeah. You should have known this. Granted, I want to say, Mythbusters did an episode on double dipping. <laughs> of course. Of course they did. And they found that double dipping produced negligible microbes compared to the amount found in regular dip. I now, believe it. Yeah. Now, granted, actually they're they're Their episode was very Seinfeld-centric, and uh, because uh, the cousin Timmy, his comment was, it's like putting your whole mouth (laughs) in the salsa, and so they compared it to the Seinfeld episode, and they compared the microbes to putting your whole mouth in the salsa, and they found out that putting your whole mouth does create a lot of microbes, (laughs) of course, but – they compare double dipping to just a regular and they was like well it's pretty negligible but still it's 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 an etiquette thing yeah
0: and and I will say uh my wife watched kind of sort of watched this one and the next one the junior mint uh with me while I was breaking them down and she was like oh uh, oh double okay I know that and I was like yeah I, th- this, I mean the whole double dipping thing just like with the Pez dispenser almost at this point just like anything that Seinfeld sort of focuses on it blows up mm-hmm. you know in, in in the culture and I th- even to this day you say double dipping i mean it's it's from seinfeld like it's from this you know don't double dip that's it's from this yep hey everybody Corey here i just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages hey everybody welcome to talking back the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies comics video games and more i'm your host tim and with me today in studio is co host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite Podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well, then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Why This Film Podcast Looks Back at the Movies of Your Childhood. Join me, Emily Slade each week as I step back in time to revisit the films that you grew up with. Maybe you haven't seen it for a while. Maybe you've watched it every day since you were eight. Maybe you totally forgot it existed. Whatever the movie, I'm here to go back with you. Through nostalgia untold and memories unnumbered. Together we'll ask, why this film?
1: The land of nostalgia.
0: Hey, everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Podbean and Stitcher. This is what you want, this is what you get.
1: And now, back to the show. Uh, Alright, so then we cut back to Jerry, who's with Sidra, uh, and he's trying to, like, go right with it. Can I pull, call back to that joke of where to sit? And he doesn't know he can't go right. He can't go left, et cetera, et cetera. Um, The date is not really going well in general. Uh, He randomly brings up Jane Mansfield had some big breasts. I know. And that's, that's a line that
0: people say. Sometimes I hear people like quote, I think, I think
1: it's funny, but man, that's not appropriate thing to say to a lady. No, it's, but it is, it's a, you know, I can see that in real life, that would be a funny, just completely random line when there's like complete silence and you're looking for like, a, you know, a kind of a funny, random thing to say in there. Yeah. So Jane Mansfield has some pretty big breasts. <laughs> um, which, uh, I, it's also funny. Sidra rep, uh, responds back, like, oh, I, I hear that's how she died. <laughs> which is, I guess, something with her big breasts, <laughs> yeah. which is false. I looked her up; she died from a brain trauma sustained in an automobile crash.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no, she uh, she had a horrible automobile accident and yeah. died
1: horribly. Yeah, um, but I did look her up. But she did have some large breasts. Oh yeah, have she you did have large? Have you ever seen famous...
0: Jane's... Jane Mansfield before?
1: I didn't remember Jane okay. Mansfield. I mean, she's an actress, but there is that famous picture of Sophia Lorenz yes. looking at her chest, yes. where she's like, you know, kind of like. Like really, uh, and her breasts are just kind of out, out in display. Yes, yeah. That's... I saw that pic- when I saw that picture. I was like, "Oh, I know who you yeah. are," but the name I never really made the connection.
0: Yeah, she was around so. the same time as uh, Marilyn Monroe, but yeah, Marilyn Monroe was like the bigger of the the, yeah. the two blonde, busty blonde stars, you know.
1: Gotcha. So, uh, all right. So he's like. This kind of leads to kind of casually bringing up fake breasts and Sidra just being like, Oh, you know, a lot of people ask me if mine are fake Uh, Um, again. Why? (laughs) Yeah, no, it just, they don't, they don't look out of proportion. They don't look at all. Um, but you know what she says, she even, she's being pretty forward and she's like, you know what? I think you'll find out tonight. It's like, all right, Jerry. Wow. Yeah. I didn't it think things did not look like they were going that well.
0: Because she like he already dumped her earlier. And so mm-hmm. this is almost like a second chance. Yeah. I, I do wonder if Jerry kind of can slide by on things because of his celebrity status in this mm. world. Like he he's still at this point. He is God. like a
1: celebrity comedian. He's been on The Tonight Show. Yeah. All right. Um, but at this time. Kramer comes over well, he tries to come over, he <laughs> knocks into the door, a big bang, and just it's just it's good. I it's you not know. as
0: funny as the one where he says, Why is the door locked? Yeah. <laughs> but it's still I True. I like any time Kramer attempts to come through the door and just gets stopped. Yeah.
1: I mean and, and Jerry's on a date, so he's like, Why yeah. should I open this door? And Kramer's like, It's an emergency <laughs> yeah. He opens the door. It's not an emergency. He wants to borrow a bathing suit. Yeah. And then we have a I think a pretty good classic discussion here where Jerry's like, I don't want your boys down there. <laughs> you know, like you don't want them, you know, he doesn't really make up like the mingling, but it's you know, that's that kind of mentality.
0: Right. And and aren't we gonna get an like this later, another conversation that's similar to this one later?
1: One hundred percent. 'Cause they 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 say I don't want your boys wear where I've been or yeah. or stuff like that they've they've had that same kind of yeah. conversation, and I don't remember where the of time head, but I- it was very reminiscent. Yep, yep, yep.
0: It's, it's so. another one of those times that we're seeing in either an early joke that's going to get sort of built later or like sort yeah. of like a part two to a, a joke from before. It's interesting how often that happens, much more than I mm. ever thought it did. And I'm not shitting on anybody. I don't think that's a bad thing about the show. I'm just, I found it very interesting. I've never noticed that before, but this is what we're finding out as we're tracking along with it, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Alright, but then Elaine comes over as well, and Sidra recognizes her from the sauna, and she kind of puts things, you know, together in her head, and she leaves, and she's like, now fuck this, I'm out of here. But but then, she comes back for a nice little tag at the end, where she says, they're real, and they're spectacular. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, that is a classic Seinfeld line.
1: Which Sidra parting, the parting shot, you know, uh, at the end of the episode, it was scripted as... And by the way, they're real. Terry Hatcher apparently ad libbed the kicker, and they're spectacular. Uh, from from what Wikipedia says. Yep. Yeah.
0: I uh, behind uh, watching the behind the scenes on this. Uh, yeah, Jerry did say it was added on, but he didn't say if okay. if, if Terry Hatcher. But it, it seems like it was added on, like right there on set when they were recording okay. that day. So either way, very who cool. knows? But it's at this point, it was the right choice, and it is a yep. classic line.
1: Exactly. Another very, very. Very classic Seinfeld moment in this episode. So uh then we cut to the funeral. George has ruined everything. We just kind of see outside an exterior shot and hear the madness going on. Um, also, he doesn't have a death certificate, so he can't talk his way out of getting the – uh the discount at the airport which is good we don't want george to win no, no. george winning george is bad george we <laughs> yeah. want losing george so. i know
0: and that picture of him standing by the casket yeah. was spectacular <laughs> i loved it it was, <laughs> it was <good. laughs> uh
1: then we get a stand up on cosmic surgery as the credits roll
0: yeah he's like uh The cosmetic surgery procedures that are available to people these days, liposuction. Are you familiar with this one? He's like, this is a fat sucking machine. You know, somewhere, somebody is working on a way that this thing could go in a restaurant. He's like, "Uh, and you could just order it from the menu. I tell you what, give me the cheesecake, crank me up to nine and put a scoop of ice cream on the side. Uh, At least that one kind of—I feel like that joke kind of got in, did its job, and got out. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know you didn't love the earlier one um, and this one, you know, but I I do feel at least both of the stand-ups didn't have that whole trailing— like, that that whole, like, oh, the first half was good, and, you know, and then it kind of just falls off afterwards. At least this one Mm -hmm. ended on the second one.
1: Yeah. All right, Corey, how about you tell us your thoughts on the implant— yeah, buddy, I fucking loved it, man. <laughs>
0: I mean, dude, we're—I think they're on fire this second half of the season. Everything—I feel like everything that I wanted from season four is happening right now, and it's been happening. I think ever since uh, the contest, like somewhere around there. And mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they're just firing on all cylinders. And by that, I mean the—they the, the, understand the characters. Um, I feel like the writing is very tight. Uh, there were some good callbacks on this one. You know, Jerry uh, having her sit on the other side of him and he's like i like to pretend i'm driving you know like it was good mm-hmm. little callbacks to his different sides and stuff and uh yeah, i, I call, lo- back, a
1: call back to his neatness as well I, just exactly. in general. We've,
0: yeah and, and i feel like it's, it's a it's an episode that's also building on their characters and and just solidifying their characters and yeah man i am just feeling the classic seinfeld vibe in this one and uh yeah i i I'm not going to give it a full five out of five, but man, I got to give it a 4.5. I don't want to say implants, uh, 4.5 Sal basses. <laughs> <Self. laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. This episode was super solid. Uh, we get some massive highlight moments here, including the double dip, including the, everything about the implants and their, how they're spectacular. Um, I do wish I want, I wanted some closure on the Salman Rushdie thing. And I didn't get any of that. Um, I also wouldn't have minded seeing you know that whole and it worked out fine. Seeing the uh the picture of George with the casket was good, but I would have loved to see more of his failures at the up uh, at the house with the funeral and stuff like that. But to get all of that kind of stuff, it would have needed to be a two-part episode. Yeah. Um and I, I honestly, I might've liked that. I really enjoyed what we've got. Uh, I do think there was just a little bit that could have been improved on more, but I still, this is a strong episode. So I gave it four out of five double dips.
0: Yeah, we could, one of I could have used the uh, the implants then. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I'm with you, man. I kind of remember. I spe-
1: I specifically didn't use implants because I was like Corey's gonna pick something I, with the breasts. I
0: specifically <laughs> didn't use p- implants because I thought you were gonna do it. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I actually in my head thought there was more Salman Rushki stuff to this episode. Mm-hmm. almost to the point where. I feel like we're gonna see him again, but I don't think that's gonna be the case. I don't think so. It's not gonna happen. Um, But yeah, dude, I, I, it's so much fun. It's so much fucking fun. This one, this episode, very strong. And 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 you know, uh, I, I agree. If if I
1: gave quarter play, if I gave quarter, I would give this like a two. 4.25. Four point two five. Yeah, but I don't. I so and, I'm gonna give it. Yeah,
0: and I do agree with you. I think actually this episode would have worked well as a two parter. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like we've already seen them do the two parter stuff. And truthfully, they always leave me lacking in some way. Like on, uh, on no, one no, of no, the no, two no, episodes. No, no, you no, 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 no. You know,
1: no. Well. We watched the uh, the Keith Hernandez one, and I gave that a four point five out of five. I love the Keith Hernandez. Well, I guess I'm thinking
0: more of in oh, so you mean like an actual proper two part episode? Yeah, not like how they've been doing it at the beginning of this season, where they're sort
1: of pseudo two parts. uh, You know. I wanted an okay. entire, like, give me a 46-minute, okay. like, big bash episode. So
0: I can absolutely stand behind that because I also okay. think that Megan Mulally would have been a bigger— Malaley I, Mullally. I, I, I wish that, <laughs> like, uh, I wish that, we, yeah, we saw more maybe of a conclusion with her, her telling George off. I almost felt like we didn't see enough of her this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. So,
0: but so. still a great episode. In, oh my, yeah, yeah! But my guy, yeah. guys, this season, fantastic. This season's been, the, the second half of the season has it's, been yes, awesome. it is,
1: it is, it is. Um, it's rising like corona, <laughs> if
0: you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I was gonna say, you know what else is rising like corona, but yeah. uh, I'll say, you know what else is awesome:
1: the blast from hmm. our past podcast. Well, thank you so much, sir. We try, we try really hard to bring all of you the best in nostalgic content. We've got album reviews, we've got TV show, movie talks, we've got top tens, we do everything nostalgia. Uh, We also have a podcast that I do with my brother called Throwback Trivia Takedown that is a trivia-based episode. So uh, if you guys like trivia, maybe you can check that out. Besides that, you can check out anything on the BFOP network. BFOP! (laughs) And that includes Podcasting After Dark. Tell us a little bit about that, Corey.
0: Yeah, buddy. Podcasting After Dark. We just dropped uh, our Trading Places episode, uh, which is actually... Probably not the best example because we tend to, to go is, towards uh,
1: more towards yeah. cult movies. I would say that is, that is one of the actually like biggest, I would say, quote unquote, blockbuster. Or, yeah, most <laughs> of you
0: guys. Mainstream one that we've gone yeah. gone down, but it has, <laughs> there's reasons I picked it. And uh, if you listen to the episode, you will find out. Actually, if you listen to the, uh, the podcast After Dark watch list with uh, Adam's brother John about the movies uh, that made us men, you will also mm-hmm. find out why I picked uh, trading places. Um, but uh, and once I start those back up, again adam will do a watch list with us as well but yeah podcast after dark is a cult movie podcast that focuses on stuff around uh movies around the 70s 80s and early 90s and weird shit from you know everything from the stuff to night of the comet to a little bit more mainstream like um trading places uh but i also want to plug real quick in august if you guys are fans of the of kevin smith we are going to have a network-wide crossover in august uh Sans Cartwright, because Cartwright's kind of like all Seinfeld all the time, we don't really do anything else with it, but we are going to have, uh our Past is going to do Clerks, then uh, Podcast After Dark is going to do Mall Rats, Why This Film is going to do Dogma, and uh, Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast is going to be doing Chasing Amy. So, it'll be all the first week in August, if you guys have a, an affinity for Kevin Smith, look for our, our podcasting network crossover event, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Really excited about that. I mean me too, dude. I'm I'm super fucking excited about that. Well I mean
1: honestly, how many times do I really see like networks do these kind of crossover things? Extremely rarely. And so I think it's really kinda cool that, you know, we're picking some of the these these early works from Kevin Smith and like, you know, each one of it and so I'm gonna listen to every single one of these and I hope anybody else who is interested in Kevin Smith stuff does and you kinda get a, a little idea of like, oh man. I've been listening to Blast From our Past and I like how they do Clerks, but then they happen to just check out, you know, Dogma and Why This Film or... Mallrats. Uh, I'm a little jealous that you guys got Mallrats. I'm not gonna lie, because that's that's one does a fun, that is probably the most quotable, uh, from my opinion, of like maybe all of those. Yeah,
0: truthfully, like Mallrats is my favorite Kevin Smith movie, but at the same time, bro, Clerks is such an important film to me, especially since uh, yeah. I lived the life of Randall for about nine years.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you were a at a, a video store, and,
0: and I was a huge asshole too. So <laughs> it, that movie, dude, that movie means a lot to me, and I cannot wait for you and John to talk about it. And uh, and, and OCD is doing Chasing Amy because there's such a strong uh, comic book connection yep, in that yep. movie because they're, they're really writers cool. and are anchors. And I'm not a tracer, but I love all of them, dude. I mean, even my wife and I were watching Dogma the other day in bed, and I was like, I fucking love Dogma, man. I love early Dogma, Kevin Smith. M-
1: Dogma might be my favorite Kevin Smith movie Ooh. ever. Like, I, I think Mallrats is my most quotable and fun one, but Dogma... Dogma, I think, has like the best story and and probably the best acting. Yeah, hell, yeah. you get Alan Rickman. Yeah, Holy crap. and Matt, yeah, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. It's uh, there's some damn good acting. Yeah, here.
0: nah, do- Dogma is good. I, I I like Dogma, guys. So I I hope you all check that out. Um, just you know, be on the lookout for it. We'll post it all over you know the Instagrams and Facebooks and stuff, and uh, we'll we'll plug it and everything. And uh, but if you do want to find any of those podcasts uh, that are in our network, you can find. All of them over at www.bfopnetwork.com, and as Adam, Adam said earlier, we also call that
1: BfOP. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I'm Bfop.
0: Done. <laughs> <laughs> man. And if you guys are new to Cartwright and this is the first episode you're listening to, I don't know why, but if that happens to be the case and you're looking for uh, all of our back catalog, then uh, just swing on by Patreon and uh, patreon.com slash cartwright and uh, you can find all of our entire back catalog of shows from seasons one through current and everything is over there for just one dollar and sometimes I'll even release episodes super early. Like last week, I I I, I released the old man episode like seven days early, like an entire week early because I just edited them both back to back. It's like, fuck it. I'll just put it up on the Patreon page. So, yeah, you'll always get it a few days early, and you'll always get the episodes ad-free. So next week, we will see you guys with
1: the Junior Mint. So refreshing. (laughs)